brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Oh yes, it's sippin' time again. Welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 to 2.45 a.m. For sure. We are a one-hour show, unless the government comes in and shuts us down. But we're only on from 2 to 2.45. Oh, we're only good from 2 to 2.45. On, a, on your best day. Okay. On your best day, maybe to two forty-five. Well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. Always a pleasure to be in the basement. And Made Man Maury. Good morning, Bob. I'm so glad I wore my wellies today because it's extra damp down here. It is a little drippy. Thank you. It's February in Florida. And good old boy, Justin. Good morning, Bob. Always good to be in the basement and block out that darn light. Well, you are an attorney, so if you go out in the sun, it's not good. And good old boy Harm. Thanks for having me, Bob. It's a pleasure to be in the basement today. I'm uh, enjoying the wonderful weather. Yeah, he spends most of his time in the basement. It's where he keeps all of his... uh, The leather goods, the gimp masks. It's all good. Kind of the dark side, Bob. His prisoners, yeah. (laughs) My prisoners. It puts a lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again, yeah. Uh, well, Brent Moore and myself are with you the Bourbon Mafia. You don't have to Mafia. wear the heels, Bob. You don't have to wear the heels. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals with representation in eight states and two countries. Our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check them out on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia. We are also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Animatic Machine, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can find them at www.finespirits.net. I think or we should have a Facebook.com slash Fine Spirits. I think we should have a party on the day those machines start working. Back in again. They worked for That'll so be right many after years. my pool party. Yeah. Yes, right after your pool party. We yeah, can all they drink for so many years. Yeah, so did he, but then, you know, that was 30 years ago. I'm now we're just sitting around. It's all the planning. 2030. Yeah. <laughs> that the over under yeah. that's your the Vegas under. line yeah the Vegas line <laughs> I won't live long enough to see the bet that I put down so the more you guys needle me the less I'm gonna interested in doing you like you like my wife that's okay just keep badgering me I want to be in the money done, when that when that comes out sitting there taking up all that room and not doing a thing that's fine no, knock yourself out knock that's away. harm actually literally we had the, two, oh yeah the last two days I get 200 them, people they're, they're both they both just sort of they're both brown and they yeah. both just sort of sit there and they don't move much so it's kind of hard to keep them separate yeah, and they're both is and they're both my they're both full of liquor so I mean one's a little shiny because it's got Formica on it at least Harm has fresh liquor in him, though. God that, knows how old the true. liquor yeah, is. The it's, it's a little machine. fresher in him. It's from last night. So, yeah. Yes. I know. We've literally <laughs> we had two to three hundred people the last two days, and using those enomatic machines as a bar toner. Everybody standing around drinking. It was good. 
Fantastic. What the hell is he talking? I have no idea. Yeah, but that made you no were invited, sense. my friend. Yeah. yeah. He's saying it's no a four thousand dollars shelf. He's saying, yeah, he's saying he's three hundred people there. And, glass I had three hundred people there, and they were all going. Why are we using seventy thousand dollars shelf? Yeah. My, yeah. I'm mistaken. Yeah. We had we had three hundred people there, all staring at it, going, "Why isn't it on?" <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our six Again, segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and anything else you can drink, unless of course it's in the anime machine. So yeah. Um, and today's <laughs> show, we're going to be discussing whiskeys from Tomatin, from Buffalo Trace, and from Heaven Hill. And here's a list of the whiskeys we're going to be tasting. From Tomatin, we have their 12 year, with the 12 uh, Tomatin 14 year, the Tomatin Dolces, and the Tomatin Cast Strength. And from Heaven Hill, we have the Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Rye. And from Buffalo Trace, we have the Stag Junior Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey 13th release. So we're going to go ahead and ask Mr. Happy over here to do our sips ratings for us. Well, uh, thank you, Bob. I feel very happy today in the basement. It's been a great day. I'm still a bit drunk from yesterday. and Can't hear you through the gimp mask. Take it off. Oh, oh no. I, I, uh, I want to talk to you about our sips ratings. They're, uh, they're how we rate our whiskey. And we have these signature sounds. If Bob would ever press the buttons at the right time. But we start like this. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash Come out my mouth. Water. <laughs> Jump the gun, baby. Jump the gun. Yeah. Doing it on purpose timing. now. <laughs> Doing no it timing. on purpose now. It's just like your wife complains. No timing. No. Don't need timing. You don't care. I'm done. You don't care. I'm done. Two sips. It's nice. a race, my friend. It's a race, it's okay? A- <laughs> <laughs> it's not a marathon. It's a race. And it's guess what? My hillbilly butt, it's a sprint I to the win finish. every time. It's a sprint to the finish. I didn't have about 14 yeah. race cars in my life to come in second place. Wow. All right, moving on. Two sips. Nice. What else do you have? Okay. Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this one a secret to ourselves. Hit the button. You forgot the last part. (laughs) Pour me another. Pour me another. Yeah. (laughs) Hit the button, Harm. Uh, (laughs) I'm doing from memory. I'm I'm not reading these things. God forbid. Short memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't need another one right lots now. I'm drinking. Lots of things with him are short, including Five memory. sips. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could taste this good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 All right. Whatever. That was sad. All right. So we're moving on, it's and we're going to have Justin tell us a little bit about Tomatin. Okay. Although illicit distilling had been going on in the area since the 1700s. The Tomatin Distillery was established back in 1897 during the Victorian whiskey boom when John McDougall, John McLeish, Alexander Allen established the Tomatin Spay District Limited. Distillery Limited. The name Tomatin translates to Hill of the Juniper Bush, hearkening back to the illegal stills of old. Juniper wood gives off no smoke while burning, so it's long been the favorite of illicit distillers. The Tomatin Distillery is located in the Highlands, at a site over a thousand feet above sea level on the eastern edge 
of the Mondaleith Mountains, just south of Inverness, on the Altna Firth. Frith. Firth. Firth. It says Frith here. The isolated location provided almost everything a distillery needed, except workers. So when construction of the distillery had begun, the architect was instructed to build a number of houses to accommodate distillery workers. Over the years, the number of houses on site began to grow, as did the distillery itself, and there are now 30 houses on site, which Tomatin continues to offer to its employees. 80% of their employees still live on site in the distillery houses, so working at Tomatin is more than just a job for our employees. It's a way of life. In 1956, the original two stills, which incidentally was the same time the enematic machines were working back in 1956, <laughs> which were capable of producing 120,000 proof gallons. That's pretty much what Brent drinks on a weekly basis. Yes. We're joined by another pair. Only two years later, another two stills were added. In 1961, total still count reached five pairs with another single still joining them in 1964. In 1974, the most significant boost to capacity with a total number of stills reaching 23, 12 of them were wash stills and 11 spirit stills, requiring seven spirit safes with the capacity to produce around 12 million liters of alcohol every year, just probably what we drink in a year. While the vast majority of the whiskey made at Tomatin was sold in bulk to third-party companies for such use in blends as J&B, Chivas Regal, and Johnny Walker. They were also one of the few distillers to offer their whiskey as a single malt. Unfortunately, its size helped lead to its demise. With the whiskey bust of the 1980s, forcing the company into liquidation in 1984. At that time, Tomatin's biggest customer was Japan's largest drinks producer, Takara Shuzo Limited, who purchased the distillery in 1986, forming the Tomatin Distillery Company Limited. The number of stills were reduced to 12, and recently it was the first distillery in Scotland to install a wood pellet boiler in 2012. So let's get to tasting our first whiskey. That's you. And that's me. Yeah. Tomatin 12 year. <laughs> you're sitting there looking at me. I'm like, what are you doing? Who's doing a review? Yeah, you're supposed to do this one. 86 proof, and it's 43% alcohol by volume. It won double gold in 2019 in the San Francisco World Spirits, World Spirits Championship. Oh, Lord have mercy. This expression is aged in a combination of bourbon barrels and sherry casks. The nose, I got some green apple, nutmeg, and lavender. On the palate, I kind of got a milk chocolate feel to it. Oranges and some lemon zest. It was fairly well balanced with a little bit of sweet and bitter. And the finish was light, not long. Armit, what did you think? And I think I need longer to review this before we have a break. But... Uh to me, what really stuck out at the first was lavender. Lots of uh, floral note. 
uh, lavender, cinnamon, nutmeg, some green apple. Um, just, just really appealing nose. But we need more time to talk about this. We'll be back. And we're back, and uh, our meat was uh, rambling on incoherently Whatever, as usual. Dude, so I, it, the nose is great, but frankly, the whiskey just left me a, a little flat. Um, it's it it promises more than I got in the palate. I disagree. Do you I like think, the palate better than the nose, Maury? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a lovely whiskey. I mean, it's not a kick in the teeth. It's elegant. It's got finesse. It's light. It's a beautiful whiskey. It's an all-day sipper. Uh, it's very well made. It's, uh, you know, it's a little bit we, entry we had, level. We've got to talk about, you know, appreciating elegant whiskey. I appreciate elegant whiskey. This one is just a little too light for me. You're coming off the, you're coming off the stag, and your palate's oh, burnt out a little bit. But I think this whiskey's brain. Yeah, well, I think this whiskey's got a lot going on with it. Uh, I think it's just a classic uh, single malt. It's beautifully well made. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's light. Doesn't last forever on the palate. But uh, I really enjoyed it. It, it, Brett, what you think? It's when you need to put an ice cube in it and just sit back and relax uh, with it. Yeah, you're you're not going to use this like as in a mixer, really. No, no, no. no, You you know, this is not going to be your your punching the teeth using it for a mix for a mixer. No, this is your everyday dram, like you said, with a with an ice cube. You know, know, it's very very floral. You guys are too generous to this sport. It's it's very floral. It's like being in the field of uh, flowers when you're just sitting out in a field of flowers and grass. Um, yeah, the floral note's lovely, and then, and, but you know, I think other people do the floral note better. This is just all right to me. It's not. Yeah, it's, you get a little bit of honey, a little bit of sweetness, but I, yeah, I get, a, I taste the flowers on it as well. You know, when you're, you know, but it's uh, just a light, light sipper. It's a very, very much an entry level. Yeah, I mean, it's um, a base, 12 years, got to say, you know, you're going to be able to give this to, to anybody and they're not going to be ending. like, oh, God, you know, you know, it's it's not that kick in the teeth. Uh, I kind of like the kick in the teeth every now and then, but that's my kink. You know, Lay down on the floor and I'll take care of that for you. Um, I have yeah. my wife stand on my back. That's the best. Oh, I just need some. Yeah, okay. He's already, he just had to go there, didn't he? It's already creepy. Uh, again, I, I agree with Maury. This is this is a lovely dram. Um, it's you know not the most complex that you're going to have, but it, again, it's their entry level twelve year. It's got I a nice sweetness to it. It's got a nice nose. Um, it's pretty well balanced. I mean, it's well made. Hmm. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 a nice drink. And again, if if you know if you need an everyday drinker. Because God knows we can't afford to spend, you know, $150 a bottle for an everyday drinker. I, I think this is a very approachable. And drink. I think, again, like we've seen in many whiskeys, it took a little time to open up. I must admit that when I first poured it in the glass, it was a little closed. It oh, yeah. was a little bit tight. Oh, yeah. And I was a little underwhelmed. But I've definitely improved my review, uh, allowing 30, uh, the, 40 minutes the, in the glass. I, I, I'll give you that. It has improved with time. And I'll, I didn't put any water in this. It did improve with air. As have all these on the table, but I don't think the improvement was as much as you guys are talking about. The the next one that Brent is going to talk about. But so, do we have a review on this one? We're going to give it three sips. Generous, generous, generous. But Brent, we can't all be. We can't all. We can't all be a miserable son of a. Yeah. Okay. Moving yeah. on. We're going to have Brent tell job, us about our next one. So this next one's a Tomatin 14 year. It's 86 proof for 43 percent. 
alcohol by volume. This is non-chill filtered, and it's a natural color. The it's a, won the double gold in 2019 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. And the whiskey for this expression was aged in a combination of ex-bourbon barrels and tawny port casks, which previously held port for around 50 years. It's a long time to hold a port, I've, right? I've held port for even longer than that at this point in my life, I think. <laughs> no, it really it comes out of your urinary tract. It really does. You know? I'm not sure. It goes in red, but it doesn't come out. Well, sometimes it comes out red. Um, but Maury said that's normal. So yeah, I, that's, he's the he's the doctor, so normal. I figure he knows. Every mm-hmm. now and then, we just have to kick you in the kidney. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the color on this is a light straw color. It's a very very light um, when you're looking at it. It's uh, on the on the nose. I get gets uh, berries and honey, and a little bit of almonds. That's what I mostly get on the nose and on the palate. You get the fruits right off the bat, and then a little bit of honey and uh, some some nuttiness to it, and then my mouth dries out. Then I can just get like this dryness throughout my mouth. Um, and that's that's kind of like that's the, because you swallowed it, and there's none left. There's none you left. Put more in, and then you don't uh, have the dryness. It's like anymore. I want to, yeah. you know. So for me, it's 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 like too dry. You know, it's kind of like some of the dry wines or something. It reminds me of that. This is you think a, it's got like too a dry. Much this is like a dry a dry whiskey. Um, if there's such a thing, and that's there's what lots this of dry whiskeys out there. Yeah, well, that's what this one is. You know, it's a finish. It's just a rather uh, short, short to medium finish, and it's just again, this is uh, something you could sip all day, uh, but you're not going to use it as a mixer, and you know, it's it's pleasant. No, it's 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 lovely. I mean, it's the. You know, the port comes through, but it's not whiny. Subtle. No, it's subtle. It's more uh, fruity, grapey than yeah. whiny. Um, I got, I've got, i got the honey, and I've got the toffee and almonds and vanilla on the nose. Yeah, that's what Brent didn't mention, but I really I really love that toffee note. I'm glad you picked that up. I mean, it's really, it's, it's, it's really nice. Got it on the nose and then on the palate. Hold on. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, on the palate, it's all honey and red fruit, and uh, and again that 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 dryness that you get, I don't perceive it much, much as dryness, is more sort of walnuts and almonds, that sort of tannic that you get from nuts. Um, a little bit of spice, a little bit of oak. Um, a lovely dram. I, I, I really enjoyed it. What did you think, Justin? So, on the nose, I got malt, oak, and vanilla. And the last note was oak. On the palate, grapefruit hit me. And then grapefruit. grapefruit and then uh, some honey. Well, you didn't duck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I warned you. You know That's true. I won't take that sass, sir. <laughs> There's a little bit of honey on it after a while. And then it ends in lemon peel at the finish. And the finish is short. I don't think it's short. It's medium. Maury, what did, did you agree with him? I I was more in agreement with Bob. I thought that the whiskey was very nice. It, it to me was a, a half a notch down from the first whiskey. I really preferred the twelve, really over the fourteen. Dude, I completely disagree. I think this is a be- much better whiskey than the twelve. I went the other. I thought it was a half a notch up. Yeah, but, you know, palates vary. That's the yeah. I, I just I thought it was well made. Palates I thought do it was vary, a nice but I think whiskey. he's just wrong. Well, it could be. <laughs> it could be. I mean. You're wrong all the damn time, yeah, so it's it. possible you so, could be wrong. Once. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut now and then, harm. So you mm, could actually yeah. be right once. No, probably not. Probably no. not. 
uh you know it's a nice whiskey it's it's well made it's uh again short finish light on the palate it's lively it's well made i've got nothing bad to say about it you I heard what his wife referred him for his birthday she was going to tell him he was right for once Ooh. I wrote it down on the calendar. Yeah, well, does she cross her fingers behind so her back? So my question is, between if, 8 and 8.15 p.m. on his birthday, he's going to be right for once. If Harmeet mm. speaks in the forest and nobody hears him, is he still wrong? Oh Yes. <laughs> Here's the thing. If he speaks in a forest and nobody hears him, that's why we're all smiling, because none of us heard him. <laughs> I'm just, you know. Such sad sucks. And if you, and if you, shoot, a, if you shoot a mime, should you use a silencer? I, I don't know. These are questions that are left for Beyond other us, people. They're, they're existential and nebulous, and we're just. What do you think, Mister Happy? It's a better whiskey than the first one. Uh, okay, Justin, Jesus yeah. Christ! No, I got. <laughs> thank you. I, it's I, brown. I, I'm, I was, it tastes sorry, like whiskey. I'm chiming in. I'm chiming in when you guys are talking. You sound oh, like oh, Shannon. God, hold, hold, he's brown. Hold on, and hold on. Like wait, wait. Just you obviously have a wonderful economy <laughs> with words. I look forward to your next syllable. With great eagerness. See, now you're using it there appropriately, but usually it's used sarcastically. And then Shut up. Suppress your defecation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with me. I have, uh, the, I have the clicker. I told you I need more Picard. <laughs> give me some, or we need more cowbell. You have cowbell in there? Uh, don't give me attitude, sir. Yeah, how hard it is to get a Samuel L. Jackson quote that I can put on here that will go out on <laughs> yeah. a radio to Platt Society. You have no idea how hard that is. <laughs> Moving on. Well, the whiskey's wonderful. It's wonderfully whiskey-ish and light and toffee-ish, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Done. Done. It's, All right. It's okay, man. It's okay, whiskey. All right. We're going to give it three sips. Interesting. All right. So we're moving on to our next whiskey, and we're going to have Maury tell us about it. Thank you, Bob. The next whiskey is the Tomatin Dulces, 86 proof, 43% ABV. It won a gold medal at the 2019 uh, San Francisco World Spirits Competition. This expression is known as Tomatin Legacy in the UK. It is matured in a combination of bourbon barrels and virgin oak casks. And we don't have the breakdown on that. Again, light pale gold to straw color uh, on the nose. It's got a lot going on. Definitely some shortbread, a little bit of hint of marshmallow, pineapple, orange zest. I feel like the shortbread went away with time. It, it did, but it was away. there initially. Um, on the palate, it's got a nice creamy mouthfeel. There's definitely a lot going on. You got a little lemon sherbet, a little bit of apple sponge cake, uh, and a hint of white pepper. It's got a medium to long finish. Um, I like this whiskey. I thought it was a, a very nice step up from the previous two. Brent, what'd you think? Yeah, this one, this one was a step up. Uh, it, uh, the like you said, you on the nose, you get that shortbread and vanilla and a little bit of uh, apples on it. Is what I get. Yeah. Uh, right. The, on the the palate to me, the things that shot out right away were the pine, the pepper, and then the apples. You know, so the it, but it was it was nice, nice medium finish. It was very pleasant to drink. You can sip this with put a nice cube in a glass and sip this all day. That'd be okay. Oh my God, we're gonna get him start drinking scotch. Listen no, to this. that's not gonna happen. This will be. Sounds him. like it might happen. This no, it's not. Sounds like all things Scottish. Our slogan is: if it's no Scottish, it's crap. That's gonna be him. I don't know. You know, why? You know why? Because there's because there's uh, rye and bourbon after these after these. So that's why. Oh, there's bourbon in it. All a little bit of bourbon in every yeah, every dram of scotch. 
It's so. very nice of us to help them out with their whiskey, you know. It is. Somebody's got to do it, but right, they couldn't do it on their own. So, so what do you think, Justin? So on the nose, I got pineapple and lemon, and when it, am I agreeing with you, Justin? What's going on here? It was first poured I, in. What? I agreed with you. When it was first Dude. poured in the glass. What kind um, of lemon? Regular lemon, Myers lemon, lemon pledge, lemon zest. Ah, ooh, there you go. Yeah. Wordy. And at the beginning, there was definitely a chalk dust element to it, but as air got into this glass, the chalk dust faded. On the palate, when I first got it, I got a big pine and white pepper hit. Those two faded over a half hour being in the glass, and then I got more the creamy mouthfeel and the lemon sherbet, and the finish I thought was pretty medium. I, I like this after 30, 40 minutes in the glass, I did not like it right off the bat. Hmm. I agree. It's a theme yeah. here today in the basement. Uh, I think all of these whiskeys have benefited much more so than usual from air and time in the glass. And it evolved quite interestingly. I think it's the humidity in the basement that's doing it. Yes. It yes, could be a so much the air as the humidity. And, right. The and, shortbread and the that we, we first had when we first opened this, that, that cakiness and, and that, that went away and it's all about fruit now. Pineapple and... Um, does internet porn know you're cheating on it? Just wondering. Never mind. That was a complete non sequitur, dude. What's going on with you? We're all just Are having, having that same thought. Are you having a stroke at the keyboard? We're having that same thought every time we see you and you open your mouth. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh. What are we giving this? A, are we reviewing this? Did you even say anything, Bob? No, I haven't said anything yet. Well, then shut up and drink. I was waiting for you to finish. Are you done? It's... <laughs> he's, heard, he's, heard, he's heard that a lot in yeah. his life. Yeah. Are you done? Oh, yeah. That's what my yeah. wife keeps saying. Are you done yeah. yet? Are you done yet? Yeah. No. Unlike, unlike no, you, What she's Bob, saying is, what right. are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. That's what she's saying. My wife's from Alabama. She doesn't sound like that. Oh, yeah. No, this is lovely. And I still get... It's definitely blown off a bit, but the the shortbread is still there. I mean, when we first opened it, it was like opening a can of Walker shortbread. And oh, yeah, for sure. Right. And pineapple notes, lemon and orange. Yeah. And you're agreeing with Justin, too. What is going yeah. on today? Oh, there's definitely pineapple in there. Yeah. Yeah. Big pineapple, so. Mm. Yeah, that's it's pretty. Yeah, I like the mouthfeel on it because it's, 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 it's very creamy. Very mouth coating, very rich. Um, I do get that pine note. I definitely get that. Um, but I get the the apples and sort of like the melted lemon sherbet. Um, a little bit of white pepper on the finish, just a little touch. Not real spicy, but just a little, just enough to wake your tongue up. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's an absolutely lovely whiskey. It's all over yeah. too. The white pepper is like from the front to the back. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's an even. It, the whole thing, like I said, it's very creamy finish. A very creamy mouthfeel to it. It coats the tongue and the roof and everything. It's 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 a lovely whiskey. Uh, I I really really enjoyed this one, and uh, we're going to be rating the tomato dulces four sips. Mm -hmm. That's classified. So we're going to move on to our last whiskey from Tomatin, and we're going to have Harm tell us about that one. So this is my favorite Tomatin of the evening, and it's beautiful. It's Tomatin Cast Strength. I'm not a proof hound like these other Philistines over here, but 
but this one it really. Oh yes, you are. And, and yet he I'm, wants yeah. the higher proof stuff. I don't yeah. know not always. Yeah, not isn't it always. amazing how he always likes the higher proof stuff? Right. But we're, is, the, but we're, the, proof we're the unkempt masses. Yeah. yeah, this is you guys yeah, okay. who always want the, the higher proof stuff. I'm I can appreciate something on ninety proof, but this no, is one hundred and fifteen. I've talked to your mother. You don't appreciate ABV, anything. Non shill filtered natural color. Matured in first fill ex bourbon casks and then ex oloroso sherry casks. The color is a uh, pale gold. The nose is honey and ginger. At first, it was cake batter. It was just all about cake. Um, but now, as it's gotten some air, it's ginger snaps. It's a bag of ginger it's snap. A bag of ginger snaps. It's gorgeous. my cake batter came back. Give it a little swirl, and the cake batter comes right back. Oh yeah, but try a drop of water. Okay. It's 115. I know you're not going to put any water because that's not strong enough for you, but try a drop of water. But wow, cinnamon and ginger and orange and I said apricot. I don't know what that is. There's some dried fruit in there. It's just, I could smell this all night and I, it evolves in the glass. This one excited me. I mean, Tamatin has capabilities that are just beautiful and this is one really showcases it. And I'm going to try a little drop of water and see how the nose changes. And it's so oily. As I put the water in, you see the swirls coming out uh, on radio. You can see them very well. Imagine the swirls coming out. Oh, the nose. The cake batter came back. And then it goes uh, orange peel. Cake batter, orange peel, dried fruit. And on the palate, let's see. Mm. Mm. Mouth coating. Oily. Uh, red fruit. Pineapple. A little vanilla coming in, some raisins from the Oloroso Sherry. Um, that ginger doesn't seem to be coming back as much. And the finish stays with you. It's medium long. I got some caramel coming out. got some cocoa on the finish. And it's, I mean, it's, it's still going right now. This, these are my notes from earlier. This, this whiskey's still on my mouth. It's still tasting well. I just love this one. This is, this is the sweet spot for me today. Brent, did you hate everything I said? Yes. Actually, I, well, what the has nose. nothing to do with the whiskey. We just hate everything it says. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for that's me, what it really the nose on this to. one promises so much because of that. You get that that it's just so fruity on the nose, and it promises so much that when after I after I start to taste it, I get like you know I get the raisins, but not in a good way, and it's what? just yeah. It's for me. No, no, I, no, I you're you're confused. You know, uh, Brent, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the bad way for raisins is. Is what is that goes in the other end? Is yeah, that, I know. It's that's like a bad dried, way. It's like a dried raisin. Yeah. That's I don't know. It's well, just all raisins, raisins on dry. your foot. Yeah. You taste it later. It's like that. And things. It's it's gotten better when you add a little bit of water to it. You get a the raisins. Raisin. You get it's like a wine glass of water. And you get, did you get the cocoa on the finish? It's so gorgeous. I get a little bit of that cocoa on the finish. Yeah. yeah I mean, this is. But I think it's well made. We, I, we can't I, talk to you anymore, man. I preferred the other three over this. Just sit in the corner. I know. In the, go you're being shunned now. Go, go in the yeah. corner. I mean, for me, I preferred the, the other three over this one. I, the, I oh, agree with Brent. Me from a proof oh. hound like you. Honestly, there's, I'm. There's gonna be knives co coming out later. This, Two. Uh, Another one. Uh, well, let's let's get to him when we come back. Hey, and we're back, and we're talking about some lovely whiskeys from Tomatin. We're currently talking about the Tomatin cast strength. So. Let's go to Justin and see why he's wrong. Let me just finish putting on some Band-Aids because the knives are out. Yeah. What? Speaking of Band-Aids, I kind of got the medicinal oh, alcohol on. note on the nose. Oh, my God. Where are, what are you drinking? And then under that, I got ginger and orange peel. And I keep revisiting this to see if air will change it. 
So now, why are you drinking out of a used medicine bottle? <laughs> oh, is that it? So I'm getting oak, some tannins, red fruit. You should take those band-aids off your lip. And I'm getting the medicinal raisins on the finish. Yeah, and I get all I the got. different. I get all the different flavors that that are you know the raspberries, the the things, but it just doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't match up for me. It's like all blending together well. It just it's it just doesn't make the right blend for me. So not my flavor profile, that's all. Yeah. I to, thought this was a lovely whiskey. To them, all I have to say. Jane, you ignorant slut. Exactly. Well this well said, lovely. Bobby. This is lovely. This this whiskey, uh, I mean, the the shocker to me was the nose didn't match the palate. The nose was like cake batter and sweet. And it went away, but it came right back. And I really thought that the whiskey was going to be this sweet, cloying, cake batter. No, not nothing. At all. Not and it was nothing like that. I thought that the that it was delicious. It's it's a uh, Viscosity is beautiful. By the it's way, that finish is still going. I'm still tasting that. Uh, really yeah, this, I this wish is I could definitely live in my your favorite. World. <laughs> my favorite of Tomato for sure. And not just because it's high proof, but I think the high proof just adds levels of complexity and just just a lot of sophistication. I mean, it doesn't taste particularly much higher proof. Than no, no, no. no others, it drinks you know. like a 90. It, it drinks like a 90. You know, I mean, it's not. There's not a huge burn or anything to it. No, there's no burn. In fact, if if I, I'd be hard pressed to say it wasn't the same proof. But the only t- the only thing I can say is I, I get a little bit more of the alcohol in the nose, a little. If you tasted this blind, but you would you taste they were all the same You're proof. never gonna know. You're I honestly never gonna know. It's just you know that this is a very polarizing whiskey. At the yeah, table it today. is. Yeah. Yeah. The the ginger snaps. I think we there. should just cut their scores though. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Don't average it. in. That ginger snap on the nose, and yeah. it's completely different on the palate. It's not what you expect, but it's in a good way. And just fruit and honey and cocoa, um, that sort of bitter uh, Dutch snap. cocoa, mm. and the oak and the raisins. It's just, ah, oh, it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. It's like the dress that's the two different colors. <laughs> we yeah. could argue all day about what color it is, but nobody's right, nobody's wrong. No, that there is a measurable difference. Some eyes just aren't as good yeah. as others. No, there's I'm a difference. I'm looking at you too. There's there's a big difference. I can kill a man with my bare hands, so I'm right. So yeah, okay. So we're going to be rating this one, the Tomatin uh, cast strength, four sips. That's classified. I obviously got overruled. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's not the first time. Yeah. That happens often whenever we're doing scotch. You were you were officially yeah. shunned. Yeah. All right. But this whenever is this we, is Brent's wheelhouse. Whenever we give him scotch, he just sort of sits in the corner and just, you know, he's just going. <laughs> is the show over yet? Is it over yet? No. So <laughs> But he's gonna be happy now, so we have something in his wheelhouse. So tell us what we got. Luckily for you. We're uh, going to tell you about some Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. Uh, founded in Kentucky by the Shapiro family in 1935, Heaven Hill Distillery is a family-owned brand that is well-known to our listeners and with a vast production line. Heaven Hill also became known as a brand that gives you a great bang for your buck. They currently have over 1.6 million barrels aging in Kentucky in 58 warehouses throughout Nelson and Jefferson counties. I know Some where every win, I know where all of them are. <laughs> Some of them have no fence, I'm just saying. Just saying. 
Heaven Hill Distillery was the winner of the 2019 San Francisco World Spirits Competition Distillery of the Year. Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey is the newest extension of the Elijah Craig product line, joining the iconic Elijah Craig Small Batch Bourbon, the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and the Elijah Craig 18 and 23-year expressions. With a suggested retail price of $29.99, Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey will first launch in the limited markets of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Oregon, the basement of Florida, yeah, we All don't get in it January twenty twenty. The other two rye brands are Rittenhouse Rye, which is a fifty one percent rye, thirty seven percent corn, twelve percent malted barley. Wonderful at stuff a, at a hundred proof. Yes, yeah, very nice. And their Pikesville Rye, which is a fifty one percent rye, thirty nine percent corn, ten percent malted barley at one hundred and ten proof. So this here is the Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Rye, ninety four proof, seventy four percent. Alcohol by volume. It's non-age stated. Uh, this one is the 51% rye, 35% corn, and 14% malted barley. Uh, this has got a nice, nice dark Deep brown copper. copper color, dark copper to it. Beautiful looking. Just what I expect from a r- nice rye whiskey. It's Not got like some these, age on it. They, there's no age statement. There is no right? age statement on this one. On the, on the nose... I get I get some mint, I get some dill. Just a little bit of little bit of pepper on there. Uh on the palate. Get this beautiful huge mouthfeel to this. This is uh this is gorgeous. I get mint, cocoa, uh vanilla, a little tobacco, some uh some dill, and a little bit of orange. It's got a, about a medium finish. Just pleasant to drink all the way around. What do you think, Maury? Well, I agree with most of what you said. I think it's a very pleasant whiskey. It's very nice. Uh, I think it's nice to see another rye expression coming out of Heaven Hill. They do a good job, and I do agree that their whiskeys are value-priced. You do get a lot for your dollar uh, from them. Um, This particular whiskey, I think, is very nice and it's very pleasant. I found it to be a little bit less complex than I'd like it to be. I found it to be a little mono. This is your entry-level rye, right? Correct. Here. Just because of you know because of the price and stuff. It's not it's not that one that you're going to go and make your your mixed drink with. I'm not even sure that I would like to spend a lot of time sipping it. It's just a nice entry level, and then move on to something else. Just yeah. a warm up. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it, had, it was well constructed. I think I would do a mixed drink with this because of the price, right? And I, I mean. Yeah. I wouldn't want to uh, put a, a really great complex rye in a mixed drink either. I think this. But is this nice going to stand up? Depends what you well, mix the, it with. Would this stand up? But ninety four proof, it should. Yeah. yeah. Well, the proof is yeah. there, but I thought that the flavor was a little bit one note, and may not stand up well to a cocktail. What you think? Not Justin? that you add bitters and sugar and all that. Well, stuff. I was going to say, what kind of cocktails is he making? Yeah. <laughs> you're adding, you're adding flavor with yeah. good, good cocktails. Even there's there's no age statement. I think for it to be straight rye, it has to be at least two years old, right? Yeah. Yes. So it's minimum two years old. Um, I'm guessing five years on this. Oh, it's yeah, it's, oh, it's, every oh, it's bit over of five. four because if it's under, you know, if it's under four, they're going to have to put some age statement on the label anyway. So, yeah, it's probably five or six would be my guess. I'm guessing five from based on our flavor profile we've had from things. But go ahead, uh, Justin. So the mash bill is 51% rye, but to me it tasted a lot more like a 95.5 that I've had from MGP Bullet or MGP. Um, I did get the dill hit um, and lemon and cedar notes, although I'd be surprised. If- cedar. There's definitely a lot of cedar on the nose. Yeah, yeah that was a good call. That out. 
I'd be surprised if Elijah Craig sourced it. They probably it's probably their own juice, but it's just really interesting. No, it's definitely their own juice. How it's like MGP, but it's probably not. So on the palate, I got a big rye hit right off the bat, followed by dill, and of course there's no salt in this, but kind of got a salty finish at the end. It was pleasant. Um, I would definitely make a um, sweet and dry vermouth Manhattan out of this. And I think it would shine through really nicely and had a medium finish. Dry vermouth in your Manhattans? So I used half half dry, Mm -hmm. half wet. It's like a south of Hudson, Manhattan, which I got from a bartender in Savannah. Dry and wet, but that's a good call. So Trump. it's kind of. I know what he meant. Yeah. Anyway. Sweet neutral. See how he does it? He said, Oh, you're an idiot. You did it wrong. But that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Good try. <laughs> yeah. Good try. Yeah. Let me backhand the hell out of you and then I'm going to give you a compliment. Okay. <laughs> but he pulled out yeah. the cedar. That was excellent. You can see where his childhood was. Okay. Yes. yes. That, um, Harmeet, very good. You got an A minus, but why did not you get A plus? What's going on here? All A's? No, A pluses, baby. That's why I went to law school, not med school. Yeah, well, you took PE for all all classes, so I mean that doesn't really matter. PE, be all the most important class in high school. You see the girls in their running shorts back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, short shorts. Mm. Did you want to say anything about? No, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the thing about the girls in the (laughs) eighties. Jesus, (laughs) the whiskey was good. (sighs) I I would make a cocktail out of it. It's it's nice rye. It did hit me with a lot of dill. And I'm not a fan of those ryes that are all that dill, and, and I don't generally get the that uh, so much dill on the younger on the older MGP, the younger MGP, yeah. But um, dill, cocoa, uh, cherry, mint, but the cedar is what Justin said, and he's absolutely right. I I, I like older ryes with the, that orange peel and clove going on. That's not coming here. But on the palate, it was pretty rich. It was nice. Uh, again, dill and, and some brown sugar. And the finish was was medium, and I would make a cocktail. And there's nothing wrong with it. I would. I, this is a a value priced whiskey. You know, do it. This is good. I, I prefer Rittenhouse. But Rittenhouse, yeah. Now. Rittenhouse is is a step up, but this is a nice effort. Bob, I don't know. Rittenhouse, Bob a joke? Honestly, Rittenhouse tastes damn near the same to me. But really, yeah, we're talking like one or two points on the mash bill between yeah. that and Rittenhouse. I mean, literally, it's older, probably. I guarantee they're probably about the same age. Really? Interesting. No, I mean, it's a lovely rye. Again, it's not, you know, meant to be the butt kicker of the universe rye. It's a, it's a, you know, $29 rye. Well-made again. Like, My problem is I like two hundred dollar rice. Well, yeah, well, you know, I like oh, you know, I I like to eat nothing but Kobe beef, but you know, I can't afford it, and I'd be dead if I ate it for every meal. So, it's uh, what a way to go. Happy. It's <laughs> it's really well made. It's got a nice, it's got a nice flavor profile. It's got a great nose. You know, you there's get that wrong with it. There's that tobacco box. You know, tobacco and cedar, cedar. and. And sort of old worn leather and a good bit of orange in it. Um, it's yeah. not enough. Or- that's where I disagree. It's not enough orange. I wanted that orange peel thing going on. Nothing. Not enough. That dill overpowers it for me here. But a lovely, a lovely whiskey. So we're going to be rating the Elijah Craig rye. Three sips. 
So that brings us to our last whiskey of the day. This is from Buffalo Trace. Uh, Buffalo Trace is an American family-owned company based in Frankfort, Franklin County, Kentucky. It's about two blocks from the uh, state capital. Uh, the distillery's rich tradition dates back to 1773 and includes such legends as E.H. Taylor Jr., George T. Stagg, Albert Blanton, and Elmer T. Lee. The Buffalo Trace Distillery is a national historic landmark and is also listed on the National Register of Historic Places. It has won 35 distillery titles since 2000 from publications such as Whiskey Magazine, Whiskey Advocate, and Wine Enthusiast Magazine. Uh, it's Colonel E.H. Taylor Four Grain was named World Whiskey of the Year by Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible in 2018. And William Larue Weller and Thomas Handy Sazerac were named second and third finest whiskeys in the world by Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible in 2020. Um, it, Sazerac 18 was number one in 2012, too. And introduced in 2013, Stag Jr. quickly became a favorite of whiskey reviewers, winning five double gold medals, 12 gold medals, and a bunch of other trophies and accolades uh, at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, New York World Spirits Competition, World Whiskey Awards, and others. Uh, Stag Jr. is released in batches twice a year. Uh, this release should be in retail stores about now as we're recording this. Um with the next release, number 14, coming sometime uh, this summer. So let's get to tasting this new release. So we've got the Stag Jr. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey 13th release. It's 128.4 proof, 48.2% ABV. Uh, no age statement. It is uncut, unfiltered, and we've been told that it is around eight years old. Bob, before you go on and talk about the tasting notes, maybe for our listeners, you could clarify what makes Stag Jr. Uh, Jr. and how it differs from uh, George T. Stag. Um, I can find one and I can afford one. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> That's true. But they're not the same whiskey. It's, it's unfair to rate them as like, oh, this is. Yeah, I think the name, yeah. the marketing is to get on Stag, but it's yeah. not. It's not a junior version of St- George C. Stagg. No, 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 no. Well, it and, is, and it's high proof. It is, and it isn't in the fact that it is an uncut, unfiltered, cast strength release whiskey, much like George C. Stagg, and it is a larger, bolder style of bourbon. But it's not. It's not George D. Stagg. It's Stagg Junior. It's an entirely different whiskey altogether. I think, so I think it's the location of the warehouse is yeah. the biggest thing. That's where it basically. Is. But I think it's also younger. This year the proof well, is actually yeah, higher I mean, on the Junior. Yeah. The the George D. Stagg is the lowest proof. We've but seen it also in quite it, some time. And it's not so much the age. It depends on like he said. It's where is it? Where is it at in the rickhouse? You know, if it's in the upper floor, you know, it's going to be through the roof and proof. Well, speaking in two, of rickhouses, our private barrel of Elijah Craig is supposed to be released because our rickhouse has been uncondemned, but well, still. So we've got dark cherries. We've got uh, a little bit of honey on the nose. So we've got uh, on the palate, we've got a bunch, a lot of caramel and mocha. Mm. And cherries got a huge mouthfeel. What do you think, Brent? This reminds me like of a uh, chocolate covered cherry. You know, when you put this in your when you put this in your mouth, it's beautiful on the palate. Uh, that's what chocolate covered cherries is. What I what it brings to me. So, Maury. I agree with you, uh, Brent. Uh, Chocolate-covered cherries. Nice, creamy mouthfeel. Long finish. Just keeps going on and on and on. A lot of dark chocolate on the finish. Uh, Beautiful whiskey. Justin? I like this one a lot. It had dark cherries and honey on the nose. I got uh, creamy mouthfeel to it. Thanks, Justin. It's been nice having you today. (laughs) It's pretty good. We're going to rate this one. Four sips. 
<laughs> Slow, isn't he? Uh, I swear. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes where you found this one as well as on terrestrial and satellite radio and online at iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CBS Radio, Radio.com, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, YouTube, PRX, and pretty much any place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google to play podcasts, Subsuds, and Smokes. We'll have your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. And our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at sipsudsmoke. So and are our they face- called the daily tasting notes? Yes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. You can also check us out on Instagram at sipsudsandsmokes or at mademanbob. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us when we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. It's a pleasure to be here. Always love it, especially the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I love to leave. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you finish up with when you finish with Stag Jr., you know, it's like it makes All it a right. nice, nice day. Well, thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. I'm excited about the smell of Hoggies and Neeps for breakfast. And thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bob. I'm still thinking about Brent's happy ending there. <laughs> you would be. Thank you, Harm. Thank you guys for having me again. I really appreciate it. The whiskey is wonderful. I'm going to go home and bother my wife now. I just threw up my mouth a little. Um, <laughs> I threw up a lot. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, I was a little bit more put off by so this. Uh, is made Justin Bob giving reminding Brent you the happy that ending. You know how my wife feels. <laughs> Life is too short to drink bad whiskey. So, and we're done. All right, well. That was without even a single drop of rum. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 